Hey, I'm Allison Hare, a former corporate executive on a quest to live, work, and play in full alignment and helping others live a life they absolutely love. Welcome to the Late Learner Podcast, where we explore game-changing and proven approaches that just plain work better for you. But you may not have heard them anywhere else. They may be new to you. And that is kind of where I live. So thank God you found me. So what are we late learning together today? Well, today is a more personal one. As someone does when you're in a growth phase, You do crazy shit, and I apologize if you have kids in the car, and I am no exception. And I also want to say that because this is such a personal documentation of a few really big events in my life, I want you to listen in for the Easter eggs for you, because there are some massive lessons baked in here, and I think you'll find yourself relating on a lot of levels, even if this may not have been your experience. So keep that in mind and be sure to listen all the way to the end where I give my biggest takeaways that can help you on your journey as well. But before we dive in, let's get to the good stuff. What is stuff? It is the surprisingly true, useful, fun fact. And today comes from Exeter in the UK, where research shows that, you know that song from Billy Idol, Dancing with my set elf, oh, 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 oh. You remember that song? I wonder if a Billy Idol may have gotten it wrong. Turns out that studies show that dancing with other people can help ease anxiety and depression by a really significant amount. And in the study, they explored five forms of performance art and measured it against the levels of anxiety and depression. Those include dance, music therapy, art therapy, martial arts, and theater. And dance came out on top, followed very closely with art therapy. So I urge you, maybe sign up for a dance class somewhere. If you are intimidated by dance, maybe take lessons or choose a format where the lights are low so you're less likely to get in your head and more likely to get into the freedom that your body can feel through movement. Or take a clay class if dance isn't your thing. I love all the research coming out of non-medicinal options to help be part of the puzzle for a happier and a healthier life. And just a quick rewind, as we're getting back to my own personal documentation here, this one is a little bit, I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable on this one. And it's funny because I feel like if we're being really honest here, I feel like I've I've done a, a lot of solo episodes and I have a lot of interviews recorded. And I feel like so many big things are happening right now where I feel like the polish that I have worked 48 years to really hone in on as a human and somebody living in the world just keeps coming off more and more. And it's frustrating because I feel like I don't want to necessarily always show up unpolished. I like the polish. It just feels like the polish is just chipping off more and more. And so just as as a quick rewind, I left my corporate career a year ago, and I had been in software sales for over 20 years and was unbelievably burned out. 
And over the years, I've had these passions, these creative passions running on this side. You know, this podcast has been around for four and a half years. I have a degree in broadcasting. Uh, this podcast is award-winning. It's ranked top one and a half percent globally. And I have a popular blog that if you're not on, go to alisonhair.com and make sure you're on that list. And a stirring that I just couldn't stuff down and hide away anymore. So last year, I quit. And I quit with no plan, except for this burning desire to rebuild something way better for me and my family in the long run. And I put a stress on the long run. This is a long game, right? This is not... Uh, this is not a get rich quick, like it, it just isn't. I wanted something more purposeful, more mission driven, more flexible, and more money. And that's what I'm doing. And as anybody knows, it's never in a straight, a hockey stick type of growth. And I'm in a particular season right now that it has me flexing into a new territory I have never been in quite yet. And you know, people who listen to this show, you, you who are listening, you who come here, the people that come here are not broken. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing to be fixed. That restlessness, in my opinion, is just a signal that you've outgrown your container. I call it fractures of light, where the little eggshell that you've been hanging out in starts to crack and there's light on the other side. You're just growing out of it. So what happens if you push on those cracks? What will you find? What possibilities are available for you? That's why this show is called Late Learner. Well, I'm going to be super honest here. We are buds, right? That's why we're here, right? I've been in a, a particularly imbalanced state lately. I've been running at top speed, high velocity, running a launch for my upcoming mastermind and building out my business, closing up the first amazing cohort of my mastermind. I've been going to networking events, strategy workshops, business meetings, writing, marketing, creative, podcasting, being a mom and wife, putting everything out there in a way that feels authentic, right? And whew, my old habits have run me down. So I did what any new entrepreneur would do. I went back into a psychedelic-assisted therapy and went back into the mountains. Not at the same time, in case you're wondering. But it was my third time doing psychedelic-assisted therapy. I've documented my first two on this podcast. It was last year, and I've linked them in the show notes. It's episode 150 and 168 if you're looking. But this time, I did it a little bit differently. The first time I did it last August, it was clear, it was bright, it was vivid and joyful, at least the images you know that you hear about, those colorful images. And everything was clear. My questions were answered. I did it again in December, and it was murky and less comfortable. But the facilitators said that despite my feeling murky, I got up and danced almost the entire time with pure, unbridled joy. I don't remember any of that. I remember the discomfort. Isn't that funny? And this time, I don't remember as much, but I do remember looking for my mother, and I couldn't find her. And I remember asking over and over out loud, Am I strong enough to do this on my own? I am, am I strong enough to do this on my own? And this happened a few weeks ago. And so this question has been rattling in my brain over weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'm not entirely sure what I was referencing with being alone. Was it that I craved having a partner in business? 
Well, hold that thought on doing things on my own because it plays into my hiking journey. So you remember I said I went back into the mountains. And I believe that the message was on nurturing myself. And you know, when you're running so hard and so fast, you remember I told you about the Easter eggs, right? When you're running so hard and so fast, you're shuttling kids everywhere. You're back to back to back to back meetings at work. You're trying to get that workout in. And if you're lucky, maybe you'll catch up with a girlfriend where you can, but you realize you're kind of blurry eyed and tired and not really there, you know? When you don't leave space for yourself, it's impossible to nurture yourself at all. I'm going to say this again. When you don't leave space for yourself, like time and space, it's impossible to get the nurturing that you need. And I get this. My days were packed from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to bed when I was working in the corporate world. My days were just owed to everybody else. But an interesting thought, I used to wake up at 4.30 every morning and I loved it. I had about two hours before my family got up to do whatever I want. And so I would work out or use that time to write or do podcast stuff or journal. And I had a little bit of time and space to read that article that I'd been saving from my email. It was the only time I wasn't rushed. I wasn't interrupted by endless notifications or demands from my kids. It was just for me. And I called it the golden hour. And again, it was 4.30 to 6.30 a.m. And I celebrated how much I would get done before the rest of the world woke up. But why is it celebrated when I get all of this stuff done that doesn't impact all the rest of the commitments that I made during the day? That's the Wonder Woman complex that I used to totally be so proud of. But I realize and I wonder, could that be a form of oppression? And what I mean by that is I'm only allowed to give myself time outside of all the obligations and overcommitments that I've done to like pack in a packed day. And so is that a form of oppression? And what I'm learning in real time is that you don't have to do it all to have it all. So let's unpack this. Okay, so I've been running and gunning for the past few weeks, working myself into a frenzy where I have not been practicing what I preach. And I needed to go and buck the routine. And really, I think the beauty of what I do is that I never come in as the expert. I maybe in some cases have some more experience in certain areas and certainly have taken some bold leaps and jumps, but I'm always on the journey. I'm always learning. And so it is it is kind of fun to not have all the answers, but have people along the journey with you, which is what I love so much about this podcast and the blog and people who read and comment and send me notes. And I will tell you when you respond back to an email, the weekly emails that I send and you respond back and say, this this hit me or I don't know why, but you're in my head. Are you sitting in the car with me? <laughs> I'm telling you, it has me lit up when I hear how this is landing for you. Or even if you disagree with something, that's perfectly fine too. I just love hearing that it's stirring something in you. That's like the beauty of life, right? Like, are you making an impact? Are you finding that there's purpose asking these big questions? And purpose can look like a lot of different things, but for me, that feels really, really good. And so, okay, so I, like I said, I was out of balance, right? I needed to practice what I preach. I needed to go buck the routine. So I decided 
I wanted to climb, this is kind of like a bucket list thing, the tallest peak in each of the lower 48 states. Alaska seems insane. I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like my body just loves a good hike. And my kids were staying with their aunt and uncles for a week. And I thought, sweet, this is the perfect time. I'm going to hike up Mount Mitchell. It's 6,643 feet elevation. It is the tallest peak in North Carolina, and it's the highest peak east of the Mississippi River in the U.S. And by all accounts, it is hard AF. I tried to rope my husband into going with me, but he has plantar fasciitis, and I was afraid I'd kill him. And I really love him. I need him alive and well. And so remember how I said, am I strong enough to do this on my own? Everything in my body was saying, go, 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 go on your own. Do this on your own. And the truth is, I love time alone in nature. And here is the coolest thing that happened. So I drove to North Carolina from Atlanta on Saturday. My big climb would be Sunday early morning. And as I approached the mountain ranges, I could see them in the distance, you know, like these blue, this beautiful backdrop of these blue smoky mountains and the Appalachian Mountains. And you could see these like blue outlines of these peaks. And it was just gorgeous. And I could feel my shoulders drop. I literally could feel the stress and anxiety just melt away. And sometimes when I get into these worked up states, and again, this is where it may be relatable to you. I'll try and cram every single personal development book, podcast, webinar, everything into my brain in the hopes that I would just get one big aha moment and it would solve all my problems. Have you done this? When you open up your podcast app and it says how to fix this, how to how to help with this problem. And I'm like, oh, I need all of that. I'm really struggling in all seven of these areas. And I am actually super convinced that the personal development industry is designed to keep us thinking something is wrong that needs to be fixed. You turn on Jay Shetty or something else and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I must be anxiously attached. Oh, wow. Great. Now I have a label for it. But when you're getting this information where it's almost inventing insecurities you didn't have before, it's a dangerous line, right? Like it's one thing to kind of label it and and feel some freedom, but I think the sheer quantity of it, I think it could be counterproductive and can actually harm you. And I felt like I was deep in it, looking for relief. Some of the usual tricks that I have just weren't helping me in the same way. So on my four-hour car ride as I was approaching Asheville, North Carolina, which is my favorite little artsy mountain town in Western North Carolina, I turned off the self-help podcast. I turned off the books, the audiobooks, and I felt a wash of calm and put on some more neutralizing music. It was more like meditative music. It was something calming. I didn't feel that restlessness anymore. It just completely went away. I was excited for the climb and I was dialed in. So I was told by an avid hiker who was kind of helping guide me on the journey and making sure I had everything I needed. I was told to carb load the night before. No problem. You don't have to ask me twice to carb load. So I got a table for one on a Saturday night in Asheville and I couldn't have been happier. I stayed at a bed and breakfast closer to the mountains. And you know, going solo is a whole nother level, especially as a woman. And I wanted to make sure I stayed somewhere safe, somewhere affordable, 
and somewhere where I could have a healthy breakfast before I went. And I'd been hydrating all week long and made sure I was in tip-top shape. I felt great. And I got to the base. It's called Black Mountain Campground about 7 a.m. And I grabbed my backpack and I noticed there was absolutely zero cell signal. None. It just said SOS. I'd never seen that on my phone. It didn't have any bars. It just said SOS with like a circle with a line through it. And I'm like, and I said, well... I'm unplugged. Let's do this. My body felt good. I was so excited. I've never done a hike that long or that hard. I see signs to look out for bears all over. And I'm like, fuck. I am not prepared. I don't have bear spray. I see the instructions of what to do if you see one. But if I meet my maker on this trail, I would hope there'd be a witness. Oh, so I, I'm, I'm, I could feel that nervousness, like just being super vigilant. Like, are, are there going to be bears? Do I hear something in the woods? It's just me. There's nobody around me. And I started to climb. And the hike itself was relentless. All the trip stuff said it would take seven and a half hours out and back. It took me four and a half hours getting up. And each step was steep. Everything was so steep. Lots of roots twisting and winding beneath your feet. And you could see the foliage change as you got into new weather climate as you ascended. And it's July. So while it was high 60s at the base, it's muggy and buggy up that whole trail. And my back is a disgusting pool of sweat with the backpack on it. And I would record little videos along the way. In fact, I put together a montage if you want to see the decline in my otherwise cheery mood. It's on Instagram. So if you go to Allison underscore underscore hair, you can see that there. But each insane steep climb series was more what the fuck than the next. Oh, Everywhere I was no. like, are you kidding me? Oh, hell oh, no. Hell oh, my no. goodness. And each step, I kept telling myself, every step makes me stronger. My body and my mind were working together on this one. Every step makes me stronger. Every step makes me stronger. And it's interesting because I've noticed this when I hike, that I keep thanking my body the entire way. My body and my mind are strong. My body and my mind are strong. My body and my mind are working together. Thank you, knees. Thank you, legs. Thank you, core. Thank you, lower back. Thank you, all of this. Thank you, feet. And it's interesting because I tore my ACL I, three years ago, almost three years ago, and had it. So I'm always worried about my knee, but they were so strong. So it felt like so triumphant, right? And so every step makes me stronger. And I could see little clearings where you could look out and see the mountain ranges. North Carolina is truly beautiful. Mount Pisgah, the Appalachian Mountains, Smoky Mountains, so much beauty and majesty. And I can feel God within me when I'm in nature. And that is something I crave. Enough time and space to hear him and hear my own voice, my own intuition. And if you know me and my relationship with religion and faith. It's very fraught. And I got to the top 
It was a little after 11. You remember I started at 7 a.m. And I went to the lookout. And it's funny. You can drive You can drive up to the summit, you know? Like I went from the very base and, and climbed up. And there's like a 200-yard ascent to the very peak from where you drive. So people around me are bitching at how hard the, that 200 yards is while I am drenched in sweat with my calves and thighs completely screaming at me. Anyway, if I had some nice stranger come and offer me a ride back down to the base where my car was parked, I would have taken it. I I mean, even if I had somebody who looked like a complete sketch, I may have even taken it. It was intense. I had climbed to the top. What else did I need to prove? But I needed to complete the mission. It was time to go back down. And I will say on the way up, I only saw two other people for the first three hours or so. And they were trail runners. I mean, these psychos were hauling ass up the whole mountain and then back down. And there was one guy that was trying to do it three times in one day as he was training for some vert challenge. Damn, humbles me every time. And honestly, on the way down, I wasn't panting out of breath like I was on the way up, but it works every other one of the muscles that were spared going up. I slipped and fell a bunch of times on some big rocks, but Overall, I was okay. I w- it was fine. You know, like you just slip. And I had great shoes on it. About halfway down the descent, I was over it and just wanted to be done. But this is where the mindset kicks in. I had plenty of food, plenty of water. My feet were really starting to hurt. Mostly my toes. My, my feet itself weren't, but my toes were jamming in the front of my hiking shoes as I was going down, right? Like it was pushing in the front of those shoes. And I knew walking the rest of the week would probably be a challenge. And it took me four hours to get back down. There were lots of people up at the top, very few people on the trail. And I felt really proud and strong. I did it. I did it. So now it's been a week or two and a lot has changed. And I wanted to give you my top three takeaways. And one of them is so freaking big. I'm not even sure how to accomplish it. First and foremost, y'all know I love my alliterations and themes for each month. And some of you have joined me because I've made them into challenges too. And some of you have joined in some of these as well. And I am deeming this month to be the August of allowing. I am removing the death grip I have around outcomes and I'm releasing control. I'm allowing instead. Woo! I might even get crazy and do this September surrender experiment and see how it goes. I might even make a challenge out of that too. Anyway, so what does this look like? The August of allowing means I am not forcing anything to happen. I'm just trusting the flow completely. And as I record this, it's, you know, we're a few days into August, right? And I know it seems counterintuitive, but trust me, letting go for this control freak is not really my jam. And here's the truth. I've been proving and proving and proving and proving my entire life that I deserve to have a seat at the table, that I was strong enough, that I was bold enough, that I was smart enough, that I was cool enough, that I was whatever enough, and doing anything I could to earn approval, external validation, my own value. I have always been the get shit done girl. So what's the opposite of that? Get shit don't girl? I don't know, maybe not quite, but it really is reprioritizing what really matters. My family, my existing commitments, my time alone in nature and reflection, 
writing, podcasting, movement, intentional time with my friends, focusing on building the relationships that I really value the most. And I'll tell you, when I get on this microphone, this podcast, it feels like I am completely in my element. It feels whether or not, you know, like if this is repellent to you, you are not my audience. That's great. Go somewhere else where you are. But the people that get it, oh, it feels so good to have this place to speak my truth. And then when I hear your responses and your feedback and the reviews that you leave me, oh, I mean, there just is no other validation, honestly. But you know what? This is beyond validation. Everything else I'm letting go. And you notice in this list of things, the commitment, the relationships, intentional time with my friends, podcasting movement, I didn't talk about building my business at all. I am so confident that this approach, this counterintuitive approach to let go of the reins is going to build my business in full alignment instead of forcing everything and not seeing the results and being frustrated in the process. I feel like it almost repels people when it's out of alignment. And so I'm going to do this right this time. And it has proven so far, it's not so easy. It is a practice, right? Like it's a practice you have to keep practicing over and over again. It's almost like retraining your brain. And something happens when you spend a little time in the quiet. Whatever that means for you, you can hear your own voice again without the clutter, without the shoulds, without all the programming that seems to be layered with shame and doubt. And for me, that space in nature makes me feel like I am want for nothing. I don't doubt my abilities. In fact, it strengthens my capabilities and possibilities and my confidence in myself. And just like on the hike, every step makes me stronger and stronger and stronger. And to be honest, I've let the fear and doubt of not having the predictable future unfold, take over my mind. And there's only one way to turn it around. And that is through trust. I am trusting God. And that's a big deal for me to say. If you go back a few episodes to episode 185 with Father Dennis, this declaration is kind of huge for me. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it is an unfolding that's happening. Maybe at some other point, I'll talk about it more, but not today. I'm not ready. But it might be for you. Maybe that's God. Maybe that's the universe. It might be your intuition or a higher power. It might even be relinquishing the reins and trusting yourself. I've invested so much and worked so hard. There's no freaking way this won't work. And as I listen closer, it's becoming clear to me that I have been chosen to walk this path to help others along the way. Rory Vaden says, you are most powerfully positioned to help the person you once were. It's one of the things I absolutely love about my effective collective mastermind. I am truly the facilitator that is bringing the guest experts in, created the container for strong mothers to connect, but also a place to put the armor down and get real. And it was always about us walking together and celebrating each victory with and for each other and going bigger than we ever could have thought because you get to do it yourself and you know 
that it is possible. And especially when you're a strong woman, the studies show that loneliness is officially an epidemic in the U.S., and us mamas are no exception. Once again, the question from my psychedelic journey, am I strong enough to do this on my own? It's funny that the stuff, the surprisingly true, useful, fun fact is about dancing with others, right? To help ease anxiety and depression. Am I strong enough to do this on my own? But what if you don't have to be alone? It does require you to soften, even if it's just a little bit, to let someone else in that will lift you up, listen to you, and help you go further faster. Am I strong enough to do this on my own? So the mountain lesson number one is allowing. Mountain lesson number two is trust. Mountain lesson number three, alone is where I can hear my voice as clear as a bell. I can recharge and make much better decisions. And ever since the climb, I've noticed that that frenzied state that I've carried with me and probably sent out obnoxious signals to anyone in my orbit, all of that has kind of subsided. I feel a lot more peace and more calm. And while I know life isn't always even, experiencing that state as often as I can over and over again helps me access it when I need it because it's all a practice. So what does this mean for you? Does it mean you should totally go out and hike some ridiculously long and hard climb solo? If you can, yes, do it. But if this isn't your thing, my suggestion is to find your happy place, the place where you can unwind, where you can claim time and space to actually process all of the emotions and stuff and crap that happens that you cram into each day, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, with no real breaks to speak of or process any of it. You know, the body always keeps the score. It's always processing or it always is storing all that emotion. So how do you cycle it out? So what I would do is take out a sheet of paper or grab your digital notepad and write out three to five places or states of being that make you feel complete and whole and joyful. It might be a spot in your garden or the swing on your porch, or it might be grandma's old rocking chair that you inherited. Or maybe you have a closet that you use as a refuge slash meditation space. Drink it or maybe a place to hide from your kids. I don't know. Or maybe it's drinking coffee snuggled in your bed. I want you to close your eyes if you're not driving and imagine that feeling. Like truly embody it. And since your thoughts and your mind can always be changed and molded, thanks to neuroplasticity, my intention of this podcast is to always provide thought-provoking and helpful insight that can help you restore making every day and every moment as beautiful, vivid, and vibrant as you can. As always, sometimes we need a little per- push and permission to just stop and ask ourselves, what do I really want to do? Not what I should do. And just go do it. And I'm not only doing all this crazy shit all the time to go deeper. As I say, in order to go upwards, you must go inwards. But I've also heavily invested in mission-driven mentors and business leaders to help me along my journey whether it's for business, life, application, and communities that are making huge impact in the world. I am surrounded by this all the time, and I'm bringing everything that I find that works better 
to you for absolutely no cost on this podcast. And if you find value in it, make sure you share this within your circles. And while you're texting away, please leave a written review on your favorite podcast player. It helps others find me and the feedback helps me make a better show for you. And if you are feeling that stirring in your bones, knowing deep down that you are worthy of more, and you are, and want to make sure you've got the right support, I am announcing that I'm taking three one-on-one clients beginning this month, and I've got one to two spots left. I actually have calls scheduled all this week. So go to allisonhair.com and schedule a free exploratory call with me. Who knows? Sometimes saying what you want out loud puts the world in motion to get it for you, whether it's with me or uh, with somebody else or somewhere else, some other way. Everything is in the show notes. I appreciate you coming along this journey with me. It's deep. It's raw. It's emotional. It's real. I'm so grateful for your ears today and can't wait until the next time when we talk again. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the socials.